Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day and episode nine, nine, nine. 999 plus it's hum day plus we've got the dry guys and no you're not confused you're not there was a switcheroo there was i have thrice you do claudia has bryce i do it's just kind of the way that the chips fell and we're always saying it's so important to let the chips fall where they may you know and this is how they fell today and i think it's always great to keep things fresh and exciting and let the chips and let the dry sands fall where they may you know what chips is making me think Lunch. Lunch. You know what? I hadn't thought I like it hadn't entered my brain yet, but now you're gonna make me so hungry. It's never like not in my brain, you know? Yeah. Just think we should start thinking about what we want to have for lunch today, you know? Yeah. Like if you have any ideas, just like shout them out. I will. I definitely I definitely will. Even though you barely ate your lunch yesterday, barely. It was gross. It It was gross, but you were also like not even hungry anymore. It was gross. Because we had mac and cheese. Because we ate Harry's mac and cheese. It was so good. Harry has the best food. Uh, you wouldn't that's the only thing of Harry's you would yeah like. actually sometimes I look at Harry's plate I'm like this is child abuse like <laughs> hummus like salmon paste it's so organic and disgusting like honestly justice for Harry <laughs> but then he gets mac and cheese you know once I saw he I opened the fridge and then you know today I saw a big stock pile of schnitzel of schnitzel some breaded chicken oh, and, you could have that for lunch and I thought is that for Harry is that for me because there's no way Harry can eat all of that no, before it goes back schnitzel for 40 it's a gallon bag like a ziploc bag full of schnitzel there must be 25 pieces in there yeah no it's for you and Harry he'll have some schnitzel for lunch and I think that's our lunch plan I mean I did have schnitzel for dinner mm-hmm and it gave me diarrhea. So I'll just have to be cautious. Maybe your schnitzel is different. Maybe. Hopefully. We is hope. it going to stop me? No. No. Let's no. talk about today. We've got really like bottom of the barrel crap. <laughs> so the stories actually like in themselves aren't that bad, but like it took us a really long time to source them. And, you know, if it were a different day, some of these stories would not have made the cut. They're crap, okay? We're just setting expectations. Crap. But I find that those make the best episodes, and it's Wednesday, so we have three toasters in dire straits in need of our help. Mm. So it sounds like it's going to be like a pretty stunning episode, a wickedly talented one, if I do say so myself. For $9.99, it better be. You would hope that we've learned the trade. Yeah, so it's $9.99 tomorrow. That means is our 1,000th episode, and I can't wait to you know, take care of myself on my one thousand episode. Yeah, we're really excited for this really big milestone. Oh, and 
some of you guys might know this already, but we also did a uh, Patreon episode yesterday. It's a video and audio podcast episode. If you're bored today and you need more content, patreon.com slash toast. We're doing one of our favorite installments where we just endlessly complain about the dumb moronic shit our spouses do. We had a lot of really good submissions from people that like really- Like people submitted what their husband does and then we all sort of like commiserate. Lamented. Really, you know, we just all talk about our personal experience. Every mm-hmm. once in a while we're like, that's not that bad. Right, or I have no experience with that. Yeah. That's rare though. And then I'm grateful. Yeah. And then so you're feeling on the one hand like really bitter and then you also come away feeling a little grateful. It's kind of therapeutic. So if you're looking for some sort of outlet today, I highly recommend tuning into that episode on our Patreon. Yeah, and there's video and it's just really fun. And then I actually did three podcasts yesterday. Podcast, podcast, podcast. It'll be out next week. I'm just going to tell you guys. Do it. Like, why not? What was the first one? The toast. The second one, Patreon. Mm-hmm. The third one, good guys. Mm. You guys, I'm a good girl and I'm going on good guys. I heard that the good guys were not ready for the good girl that came no, in. I don't think they were ready for me. I think they were expecting a little girl, but then they got a good girl. Yeah, I don't think they were ready for me. But like Josh and I were talking a lot about like parenthood and really the joys of it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like these days it's like cool to like trash. Hate your kids. Yeah, which I, I feel like for, and I said this on the show, I feel like for so long, you know, you didn't talk about the like, Hard parts. Hard parts of parenthood. You're just like, it's a joy. Yeah, it's a blessing. And so it's so, nice that people like finally are being honest. Yeah, and you know, like things that were taboo are no longer taboo, but I do feel like the pendulum has swung a little far where it's like, we kind of now only talk about the torture. Yeah. And we've forgotten a lot of the joy. The joy. Well, that sounds beautiful. It was really beautiful. Jackie, that's beautiful. And Josh was sh- like sharing tips and tricks for like dads, how they can really step up to the plate. And not oh, that's be, nice. And not be just like these useless oafs that they are capable of being. No, by the way, and coming off the heels of recording episode number two for you, which was, you know, how men are useless. Right. That must have been really refreshing to hear. And I hope Ben absorbs some and of it. And I really understood why they are the good guys. They are the good guys. Because, yeah, no, Ben is ready whenever you are. Yeah. And I said, of course you are. You don't have to do anything. Uh, I literally, at dinner last night with the Shapiros, I was like, if Ben could carry these children, we would have sex. Right. Like, no, no question. No, no, no. All of a sudden, he wouldn't be so ready. Right. All right. of a sudden, he wouldn't be so ready. <laughs> right. I'm not feeling ready. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, bitch. I'm like, you carry, you do the breastfeeding, like, you get fat. Hunt, I will support you. I'm ready when I'm you ready. are. I take your time, sweetheart. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so that sounds like an exciting day. I read the dumbest book. Um, it was called Scandalize. You need I feel- to stop reading dumb. No, because with my book club, now I'm like, you get one smart a month. Right. So in between, I'm like reading dumb shit. Fine, fine. And like, if you're going to read The Midnight Library next. Which is, which is up next for me. Which is thought provoking. And I, I had to re- read Scandalized before. <laughs> yeah, you needed an amuse-bouche. I amuse in my bouche. And after I read like a dumb smut book, I'm like, I really should be doing better things with my time. And then it's like, I'm primed and ready for my book club book. Okay. It's kind of like an amazing system I have here. It's I gave the book two stars. Great. Like it was bad. <laughs> it's a great That's cycle. That's really bad. I know. It was just like short and it wasn't bad, but like it had quite literally no substance and like not even good smut. Mm. It was like, it was giving PG-13. It's like- How dare? I didn't open up this Kindle for PG-13. And who recommended it? I don't want to drag her, but it was from a recommendation posted on Instagram by one of our queens, Liz Height. 
Oh shit, I thought it was the snitch. No, but the snitch sent me the screenshot from Mm. Liz Heights. But in Liz's defense, it was just she'd gathered from her audience. She didn't read it herself. It's so scary to do that. So many times I'll do like these Q and A's, like tell me what vibe you're looking for in a book. And I will I will give you a recommendation. And there are so many times when it's like, here's a book that I know is that vibe. I just haven't read it yet, but I will not recommend a book that I haven't read. And I was actually getting to a place where it's like, you know what? I think I actually might just like start throwing in books I haven't read. But after this experience you've had, maybe I won't. Well, let me tell you how I'm constantly recommending books to people that I haven't read, but that you've read. Oh, okay. And I've said good things. Yeah, no. And I just like lie and pretend like I'm really smart. That's fine. I would recommend a book to someone that you've read. Like I always recommend things we never in which to get over. Things we never in which to get over. Yeah. By Lucy Score, even though I haven't, I don't want to read it. Like I do. No, I say Claudia and Margot love this book. It's like their favorite smut book of the year. Yeah. it's going viral. Like if that's what you're looking for, you should. Where's the sequel? You should read that. You know, I lie and I'm like, oh my God, this book was like amazing. That's so you. And with the crawdads, like I'm always talking about, like I read the book just because I saw the movie. Yeah. Well, crawdads is something you should recommend to like anyone who's a a reader that's like a real reader. That's not me. No, no. But like maybe some of your friends. Yeah, perhaps. Um, So I'm excited to get into it today. Um... Anything else we need to discuss? We still haven't really kind of finalized plans for our thousandth episode. No. We've got a lot of good recommendations, but like nothing yeah. I was really like, like dying to do. Some cute stuff. Yeah. I just don't want to get like emotional, you know? Yeah. There was some cute stuff. Wait, I saw something that was like palatable. Yeah. A lot of people said, you know, reflecting on our first episode. A lot yeah. of people said reflecting on like our favorite moments, our favorite stories. And be like, do you know my memory? I you know. know. I know. It's so hard for us. You I guys. don't have the capacity. Once the okay. show wraps, the second we say goodbye, goodbye, everything we just said has left my brain. I think that's how I process, you know. Oh, this is what I liked. Toast trivia, where we each come up with a set of questions from previous episodes as a fun way to remember. Like, what was your, like, you know, something like, this would be really easy, but I'm like, how did I describe the... Squeegee girl who does the both sides. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, that's cute. You could put some together for me, I could put some together for you. Okay. Maybe like five and five. Okay. I feel like that's cute. That's cute. Or what was I wearing on the day Jackie choked? Oh, that's not the show. Oh, right. That's not my plate. <laughs> this is not my plate. Or like, what did you wear when Derek Peth came on the show? My wedding dress. Well, veil. just the veil. And it's some so ugly Topshop shirt. Yeah. Topshop shirt. Topshop shirt. And then like, what about like, who's your least favorite guest? Oh, you know what? People always ask me that and I don't really have an answer. But the other day I remembered my answer. I, I do. And I wasn't afraid to say it. But now I can't remember. Or is she afraid? No, no, because really, like, we don't have that many guests that, like, there's, like, if someone's no, coming we've on. we've had so many, over the years, we probably have had 100 guests. Yeah. There was someone, I remembered it the other day. Shit, it'll come to me. I'll tell you guys. I was, it was something that I was like, oh, yeah, I could share that. Like, either I have beef with this person, I don't know. Where it's like, they just were bad, and, and yeah. they're a good person, but, like, this wasn't the format for them. Yeah. I think, actually, that happens a lot because we're so niche pop culture. Like, we want to have people on, and they want to come on, but if they don't do pop culture... Well, that's different for hosting. Yeah. That's something I actually experienced, ran into a little bit when I was casting for your maternity leave. There were so many people that wanted to come on. They're like, I don't do pop culture. And, like, at first, I was like, okay. But then I was like, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. So, like, yeah. no hard feelings, but, like, no. Yeah. I understand. Um, so that's it for me. Okay, we'll keep thinking about ideas, but I think mostly it's, again, just going to be a lot of sitting and reflecting. Um, Looking forward and 
looking back and then being able to call it like our thousandth episode and then being able to go around and say oh we've done 1000 episodes what have you done you know what did you do today because i recorded my thousandth episode of my podcast the toast and then on friday we'll be like oh and i recorded 1001 yeah you know what's so sad is that on friday we won't be together we won't be together and that's really hard i'm being asked to leave I just, I have guests. My house has, for the last two weeks, been like a revolving door. It's nice. Kind of like a B&B. And yeah. I do make breakfast on the weekends. You do. Okay, you made breakfast once. Twice, bitch. Twice? I made the, the, the spread when my friends were here. And mm-hmm. then I made your ass chocolate chip muffins. She did. She did. And I made eggs and hash browns. She did. I'm tater so sorry. Tops. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you so did. I'm really glad that you remembered that. No, no, I did. I, I, I ate another one of the muffins yesterday. How could I forget? They're, They're the so muffins good. I keep on giving. They're so good. They actually get better with time. Okay, that's dramatic. But no, they really do. Wow, thanks. They get like um, firmer. No, not bouncy, but like spongy. Moist. Oh god. Um, yeah. So I'm being asked to leave tomorrow, and tomorrow I will leave. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it as tomorrow tomorrow i love you mm. tomorrow yes i do you're only, only a day, day away uh. tomorrow tomorrow i love you tomorrow you're only a day I feel like that was really pleasant. What do you think? Pleasant. I think that's the perfect word. Like it wasn't painful. No, and you it hit wasn't the notes. Incredible. No, but you hit the notes. I hit the notes. The vocal fry was at a minimum. Mm-hmm. The notes were hit. The fry was minimized. It was pleasant. Okay. I think for tomorrow's show, it should be just in the face of everyone who says, like, if you guys don't stop singing, you're gonna lose listeners. Like, it's so annoying. We should sing the whole show. That really works for me. Yeah. Like turd, I'd love to sing. Are you ready to get into the rest of the show? Only if we can sing for the rest of the show. I don't know if I can do the ads while I sing, because then they'll be 10 minutes long. And they'll say that's not what we paid for. 100%. But you could write a jingle. I feel like we're constantly writing jingles for brands. Like, we... That's like a fun fact about if you buy an ad on the show, like you might just get a free jingle. Yeah, that's what we in the industry call added value. Yeah. We're just like adding value to what you're paying us to do. It's kind of gorgeous. We're really like increasing our value in the market. And in these tough economic times, you've got to you've differentiate got to yourself, set yourself in the market. Apart. You you've really got have to, to show these brands how you are going to work for them and 100%. how you are passionate about their brand. hundred percent. So who are we getting passionate t- about today, Latourd, after we deliver the Fast Five stories that you need to know? I'm so glad you asked because it is a brand who I believe we've gone above and beyond for. It's Thuma. Thuma, 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 let me be your Thuma. Thuma, 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 let me be your Thuma. All right, introducing The Bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, The Bed has a modern minimalist design that helps elevate any space. It is super supportive for your mattress, it is breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. And The Bed is put together using the timeless technique of Japanese joinery. So each piece locks into place, which means there are no tools required, no excess hardware required for assembly. They have clean lines, subtle curves, and lifestyle-enhancing details. The Bed is simple sophistication for the bedroom. The Bed is actually on the 
the opposite side of this wall behind us. It Jackie is. has it in what we are calling snitches quarters. Snitches quarters, though. My friends slept in snitches yes. room this weekend. Uh, Rebecca and Sam, they both slept amazingly. Loved they it. loved the bed. They specifically called out the Japanese joinery. Mm-hmm. And I love that bed in that room. It's like so wonderful. It arrives in three big boxes. It's They're easy to maneuver. It can take... Five minutes to set up. You will not want to kill your partner. And they work with One Tree Planted to plant one tree for every bed and nightstand sold. The bed and all the other essentials are Green Guard Gold certified, so they've met some of the world's most intensive chemical emission standards. They offer other bedroom essentials besides the bed. They have the mattress, the nightstand, the side table, and they all perfectly complement the bed. They also have financing options available on their website. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental US. Go to thuma.co slash toast. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for $25 credit. Today's episode is also brought to you by Noom. What Another brand that we've been passionate about here since like day 60. When we decide to lose weight, it's not usually just about the number on the scale. Mm -mm. Everyone has their own reasons. They might want to just feel better. They might want to fit into their clothes. They might have like something coming up that they want to feel their best for. Whatever your reason is, Noom Weight is ready to help because they're different. They're not NLOD, you know, not like other diets. Noom Weight is different. They use psychology to help you understand your eating habits and they learn how to make healthier choices every day. So you might discover that you eat because you're bored or you can't pass up food just because it's free. Don't stress about that. Noom Weight can help you break that cycle and change your habits for good. So they use psychology at Noom Weight, and that's why they say that losing weight starts with your brain. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. To date, Noom Weight has helped more than 4 million people lose weight. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are going to be personalized to you and your goals, whatever those goals may be. The program is super flexible. They focus on progress instead of perfection. So if you have a bad day, it's totally fine. If you don't want to give up carbs, you don't have to. If you're having cravings, Noom Weight can help you lose weight while still enjoying your favorite foods. It's really realistic. It's like you can adapt it into your everyday life. Active first-time Noomers lose an average of 15 pounds in 16 weeks, and 95% of customers say that Noom weight is a good long-term solution. Their approach is grounded in science. They've published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles describing their methods and effectiveness. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weight's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast to sign up for your trial today and check out noom's first book it's called the noom mindset it's a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change it's available to buy now wherever your books are sold hmm. thank you turdy you're welcome our first story inside the rampant culture of sex at abc news what quote everyone was sleeping around is that gma that's gma okay. that's tj and amy Multiple former employees say there is a, quote, rampant culture of sex at ABC News. After ousted GMA3 co-anchors TJ Holmes and Amy Roback's marriage and career torpedoing, torpedoing affair made headlines late last year, it was revealed that Holmes allegedly engaged in at least three other workplace romances, two of which were with junior staffers. Yikes. One of those junior staffers spoke, named uh, Alias Sasha. So she's saying anonymous spoke to the cut anonymously for an expose published Tuesday confirming what a well-placed source implied in an interview with Page Six last month, that Holmes and Sasha, a then-associate producer in her mid-20s, would have sex in his office. 
Our source described Holmes as being in a position of power over her, but Sasha told the cut she didn't even think about the power dynamics at the time because the network's nightly program on which they both worked was a pretty scandalous place. Mm. Though she'd heard rumors that certain women had been promoted after having affairs with executives, she said she was left heartbroken and feeling like a throwaway object when Holmes, who apparently had shown a crazy amount of interest in her initially, left the overnight show to focus on GMA. Her feelings were amplified after news of his other affairs broke. It was just a pattern, she admitted to the outlet, adding that she thought she was special. Additionally, Sasha claimed that the executives are more protective of the company's reputation than they are of their staffers. Yeah, no, it's funny how TJ Holmes was fired, not for this, but for having an affair with someone who's of age and can consent and that's like equal power. No, these like tawdry affairs with young staffers, we're no, fine with that. Th- yeah, and this rampant culture of sex that apparently everybody knows about that just like is, and that's also like the kind of culture that- Matt Lauer. That we like- the media is rallying against. Right, no, it's, it, honestly, it's like with the Matt Lauer thing, when we all found out, we were like, what the fuck with the button under his desk? Mm-hmm. And people were like, no, if you worked there, like you knew, like he was crazy, like young girls were like told not to go near him. Like, so everyone knows, nobody talks about it. And it's like, they're all also advocating against and this. Everybody also acts shocked. Right. When things come out. But this if you is, work there, you're like, you're lying. And I just think it's so funny how like, GM, not funny, but like moronic, how GMA like released so many statements about this affair with Amy and like made a whole thing about it, made an example of him doing an investigation. But it's like all these other things are going on and they're never investigating any of that. And that's no. like something worthy, worthy of investigating. His relationship with Amy is like the least interesting thing about him. But do you know what people would call it? Irrelevant? Performative. Of course. That's exactly what people call it because it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Muronic. Matt Lauer was NBC, right? Yes. Like this isn't like an ABC problem. No, it's like a it media problem. Like a, like, yeah, a media problem and like a newsroom problem where everyone's yeah. just like getting sexy. No, and like I could I could see how like, you know, late nights, early mornings, traveling, like it keep and that's fine, but not when, you know, one person is like much older in a position of power with like a junior staffer who's just like doing her best. Yeah, and also not when it's going to lead to either promotions or firings if right. you're having an affair. Right. But if it's two consenting adults. Uh-huh. On the um, same level. Yeah, but it's like the the rules for, you know, inter-office relationships have become so strict ever since like Me Too era mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, uh, someone higher and someone lower like could Can. date or have a relationship. And it's like in certain instances, they're like a little too strict mm-hmm. where it's like, what about a budding romance? But it's like. But stuff like this goes on. Stuff like, like this happens. Yeah. And it's like. But why can't those two people who like actually are in a relationship like just be together even though like one's technically the boss? No, like those HR rules are meant to implement like and and protect people. But the people like the the predators almost like they don't care about your HR rules, you know? Yeah. So you're only affecting like the good intended people. No, but it's not even like predators. It's just like it's almost like an overcorrection to a problem that is like still rampant. And it's like the only people who are like following the rules are people who would be like in a relationship and like want to do things right, but they can't be. And then everyone else is like still having sex on the side. Totally. Um, Well, I guess it's for the best then that he wasn't brought back because he seems to be quite problematic. Yeah, I guess so. And so like we said, maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe like actually fired him. The investigation found more, but what about Amy? Yeah, that, that ain't right. Right. That's kind of rude. Right. But they're still together, so. So it's love. I guess. This is love. Like, the way I felt about this story in the beginning, the way I feel about it now, like, ew, you know? Yeah. I just, like, don't think as of ABC News as, like, a sexy place. <laughs> so, no, I don't so either. So when you hear there's, like, a 
rampant culture of sex. I find it shocking. Yeah. Because I feel like if you work in like early morning or late night news, like, like morning breath, morning breath, but then like you, you know, you start coffee breath, maybe week one, you're looking gorgeous, but like eventually you just roll out of bed to get to work. Like you have five you minutes roll out of bed and stumble to the kitchen. Right. Pour yourself a cup of ambition. You're not like, you know, being glamorous. It's like you work at Cosmo and you can roll in at nine. Yeah. You're up at four. Yeah. So again, I agree. I don't see it as like this kind of beacon of sexiness. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. You, you know? never know what's you. going down. Maybe that's just us. Maybe that's just us because we don't have a rampant culture of sex here at the Toast. I mean, the brethren might disagree. That's true. I mean, we do celebrate Humpty, Hump Day quite voraciously. Right. Are are we kind of like this sexy business? Do we have a rampant sexual culture here? I'll have to talk to Ben. Why? Because he's a part of our business, like our culture. No, this is the business culture. The four of us? Yeah. Okay. And I think things are pretty workplace appropriate yeah we make jokes sure sure is that a crime no i mean honestly like thank god that you are my sister because like if you weren't i wouldn't be able to say half the shit i said imagine if you had like a hot male co-host i would love that oh my god it would be a i see how these things happen it would be a workplace that's rampant with sexual whatever they said (laughs) culture of sex yeah um and sexual tension that'd be me do you see i don't know why this is segueing to this um, they're making a documentary about HQ. I did. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wrong show. Oh, Wrong show. Oh, Wrong show. Oh, oh, thank you so much. I don't care. When people ask me who the r- worst guest we've ever had on the toast is, thank you, Jackie. It is Scott Rigowski. <laughs> he didn't come on the toast. He came on the breath. It still counts. Uh, and it was at the peak of HQ and I never met a bigger dick in my life. Like yeah. he could not be wasting his time with two irrelevant uglies like us. He was on. Look at us now, Scott. Yeah. He was on his way to stardom and we were just mere ants under his foot. Like he was so fucking rude and so condescending and so holier than now. And it was so clear that like everything that was happening was going right to his head. Yeah. And you could tell in the interview because I remember the comments were like, whoa. We should go back and find that interview. He was so fucking rude. Yeah. So he's my least favorite guest. And now knowing, you know, having personal interest in the matter, I honestly don't know if I would believe anything he says in the documentary. And I'm you know so what? glad you brought this up. Wait. Okay. I follow this girl on TikTok and she's like pretty popular. She's like, here's, you know, day in the life of, as a working actress who's not famous. Like I, she's like, I work all the time. I do like commercials. Nobody knows who I am, but like I make a living off of being an actor. People learn a lot of things about acting and industry and SAG. Um, and apparently she was the backup co-host. I don't remember her. Like if Scott couldn't do it, it was her. Okay. And then when Scott left, she filled in and she made a TikTok being like, how can they make a documentary? And like literally didn't even ask me to be a part of it. So now I'm feeling like literally Scott like championed this documentary. Well, so the trailer for the documentary came out and it focuses on like the founders, Scott, maybe some other people that worked there and the success of the show. And I had like so many thoughts. First, like Scott like starts to say how the founders were you know, interested in having a successful company. And then they were maybe a little like jealous that he was the face of their company. Sure, Scott. (laughs) Sure. Uh, And then they also were like saying how, you know, from the beginning, the sowing like this discord between the founders and how like one founder wanted this and one founder wanted that. And then then they grow so fast and And somebody died and they couldn't like build it fast enough, blah, blah. And like if there was beef between the founders, like, okay, that's not why HQ flopped like no I mean, HQ flopped because like that's what happens to flashes in the pan wordle they flash and then they burn out wordle yeah like everyone every morning for one week played wordle and now people I played sometimes like it's not something everyone does at, 
every morning and shares. It's like just a game now. It's like yeah, like any other game that you play on your phone. Like right. And HQ, like you can only really get people hooked on an app for so long that has so many problems before people stop playing. Yeah, it wasn't even the problems. It was just like we played and now we're on to the next big thing. Like, yeah, that's how the internet works, especially for like small things. It's not like it's an app that you could spend your whole day on. Like it was right. literally five minutes Once. and then people moved on with their lives. Yeah, no, a documentary I don't think is in order here. No, I'm like so they're like, gonna like ex- like expose you know and explain why HQ didn't work out, but HQ didn't work out because it was never going to work out because like when you rise so quickly, mm-hmm. like you fall so quickly. That's just it, and it's also just the nature of the game. Like, yeah, but I am so glad you brought that up because first of all, I don't even know if I ever would watch this documentary because like literally, who cares? No, it's like literally. I don't like. I don't need to explore like the H like what one month in pop culture, right? Like. So not that I was like ever in so inclined to watch it, but I, I can't now because knowing what I know about Scott, he was so like egotistical and him saying that like the founders were jealous that he became the fame. It's like, well, if they wanted to be the face, they would have. It's literally they their literally company. They you to the curb at any minute. Right. And they would have started hosting like mm-hmm. question mark. It's nice to see that Scott hasn't changed. He's literally my nemesis and he doesn't even know it. He was so rude. Like he made me feel so small physically because he was so tall, but like he was just so like, Ugh, I hated him. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and find that episode where he was so fucking rude. I could have told you. Yeah. He wouldn't stand the test of time. Yeah. I wonder if he's so macho now, irrelevant. What's he up to? Check his Instagram. Making a documentary. About his five minutes of fame. Literally. Tell me you're a narcissist without telling me you're a narcissist. Well, he didn't make the documentary. Like, someone was it like, honestly seemed explore HQ. It seemed like it was honestly directed by Scott Rogowski. Well, that's because he's the face of it, don't you know? <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Which is really some wonderful podcasting news. Oh. Julia Louis-Dreyfus's first podcast will glean life lessons from women over 70. Is she hosting it? She is hosting it. It is called Wiser Than Me. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is 62, will have candid and witty conversations with women over 70, according to podcast network Le Manada Media. I like that. Which is producing the show. It will be a 10-part series slated to be released in the spring of 2023, including, you know, notable over 70 women. She said in a statement, Julia louis And in our culture, older women are rarely seen or heard. What a shame. We are missing out on the wisdom and experiences of a huge portion of the population. I want to hear from these older women. I want to talk to them. I want to know how they navigate aging and their tips for a life well lived. How they did it, how they do it, and everything in between. These are the conversations I will explore in my new podcast, Wiser Than Me. I like that. It's hard to separate yourself as an interviewer, as a podcaster, especially when you're just like a celebrity and everyone has one. Mm-hmm. So like to kind of niche yourself into like older women. I like that. And it's true. Like we don't listen to the to the older generations enough. No, definitely not. Like and Norma? Especially not older women. Right. When it's like we have everything to learn from them. They know everything. They know everything. I mean, that one episode we did with Norma Kamali, like we were obsessed. Yeah. Just so much wisdom being shared and I think this is such a great idea. I mean, the thing, the part about like how uh, uh, their tips for aging, like I'm care. not really interested. And I do find that to be like, so maybe they'll find like a different way to talk about it. But it's like aging is a, a part of a natural part of life and not something that should be like so circumvented. You know, there's that old saying like, yeah, getting old is hard, but the alternative is worse. Yeah. But I think maybe what she was trying to say is like not dealing with like, here's not like giving tips on like how to, you know, skincare, but like, I think maybe for women, it's like, um, it's emotional. Uh, the, um, maybe she means like how to deal with, 
you know, if your whole life, like your values put on your looks and then when you start to get older, people start to dismiss yeah, you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think she'll come at it from a different angle. Not like, what do you, skincare do you use? Yeah, no. Cause that's like, it like minimizes women. Yeah. And JLD's not like that. No, she's not like that. I hope she has Mae Musk. Yeah, I, I'm, I was trying to think like who are inspirational women over so 70? So here, 70's like a really specific number. She has Jane Fonda oh. as one, writer Isabel Allenday, and photographer Fran Leibowitz. Oh. And chef and author Ruth, Ruth Reichel. I don't know much about Fran Leibowitz, but every time I like What about hear- the one who's similar? Annie Leibowitz. Um, and I don't really oh. know what... F- no, I was looking for Fran. Fran's perfect. Yeah. I don't really know like what Fran Leibowitz does or like what her sp- spot in our culture is. But every time I like read something that she's written or like watch an interview of her, I'm obsessed. Author, public speaker, and occasional actor. She is oh. known for her sardonic social commentary on American life as filtered through her New York City sensibilities. No, she's Straight a facts. queen. Like she, yeah. when you hear her speak, she's like, she's on the money. I wish she could have had Queen Elizabeth on. Well, would love to hear her tips on aging. Would love to hear her tips on life. On everything. Yeah, most, actually, I feel like, you know, a lot of her experience is not relatable. And, you know, it's I would true. love to hear, like, tips on motherhood. Yeah, um, balancing, you know, work and life. Right. Even but though, like, I don't know. I think not maybe necessarily she admit, from Queen Elizabeth, because, like, I, she would admit that she put work, work ahead before. of life and motherhood. Like, yeah. isn't that what Charles is always complaining about? Right. Classic Charles. Classic. Um, <laughs> Did you see that they've set a date for his coronation day? Coronation Day. It is. I'm so excited. When is it? I don't know, but they said it. Can't wait. It's like in a long time. Can't wait. What just is like, going to perform? Not like, even for Charles to be coronated. Like I'll be fine, but just like to see the uh, you the know, band the back piece, together the again. Band back together. Obviously, the Waleses who have been like extra cute recently. I think they've had to step up their game. They've also been like extra quiet. Yeah, but like they've been, you know, like. I guess they're they're always super cute, but like they in their matching outfits and like they've been putting out really cute pictures, which is like that's their job and that's what they do. But I do feel like it's to combat silently combat the some negativity. Of the negativity, yeah. Um. So check this out. Wiser than me, I will. I'm actually will probably tune into the friendly Blitz episode. Yeah. And she's got to get Mae Musk. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, how do you raise a boy genius? Let us know. And queen. then, like, also, you know, have, like, a second coming oh, of and, a career. Right. After and be a 60. model. And be a model. Right. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Why Adam Devine decided to speak out amid the Adam Levine scandal? He decided. Despite I don't know what I said. So I'm not going to combat you. <laughs> it was a big, it was a mouthful. You want to say it again? No. Okay. In the midst of Adam Levine's cheating scandal last September, Adam Devine shared a social media post clarifying that he was not, in fact, the singer at the center of the allegations. As Devine recently explained, his public quip only came after being a big case of mistaken identity. I wouldn't say it's like a big case of mistaken no, identity. No, I would... <laughs> are you okay? There's a lot of words. I would say, like, this is funny, but I don't know if people were, like, actually confusing him. I do think, like... This is what he said. Rachel Ray, Rachel Roy. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was actually, because like, confusing. people didn't know who Rachel Roy was. So they went to their, like, first Rachel Ray, whereas, like, Adam Levine is more famous than Adam Devine. I'm right. not always thinking of Adam Devine when I mean to be thinking of Adam Levine. I'm actually never. <laughs> But this is what he said. He went on Call Her Daddy and he said, I would never, I'm not big in inserting myself into someone else's drama. I'm like, this guy is already going through it. And so I was steering clear. Respect. Then he said, I was getting so many people that were just DMing me being like, how fucking dare you? <sighs> and then you look at their page and I'm like, this person does not follow me. They have no idea. They are not workaholics fans. They have not seen my movies. They were truly a Maroon 5 fan and now hate me on accident. I was legitimately getting hundreds of DMs. Well, that sucks. <laughs> 
I know, but like if they're a Maroon 5 fan, how could they be so stupid? Yeah, no, it's it's actually mind-blowing. This is just the a testament stupidity. to the stupidity of so many people. It's upsetting for sure. So he put out a clarification, a statement addressing um, that, addressing the, you know, confusion and saying, just want to post that me and my wife, Chloe Bridges and I are doing great. I'm obsessed, by the way. I'm not Adam his wife. Levine. He's a different guy and a worse singer. Ugh. We are, however, naming our future baby Summoner. Sorry. Hold on, I have to... Bless you. I'm obsessed with the fact that Adam Devine is married to Donna LaDonna from the Carrie Diaries. Like, I don't know, you know, what she's up to now, but like to me, she will always be Donna LaDonna. Austin Butler was in that show too. That show is a moment in time. I cannot recommend people watch it enough. Um, and I love that they got married. She's like so gorgeous and they have like such a nice relationship. Yeah, because he seems like a nice, funny guy. Every now and then I'll just like go to his Instagram, like check out, like I don't follow him, but just like sometimes he'll cross my mind. And I find that he has such a nice life and I feel like he's a really good husband. Like I actually, I really like Adam Devine. Me too. And I liked his, he had a recent comedy special on Netflix and it was actually very good. Yeah, we enjoyed it. And we were just listening to the Pitch Perfect album. We were. Because it's a fun thing to listen to with kids. It is. Ba, 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 ba. What is that? I've been working for the weekend. No, not anymore. I feel the electricity. It's like, you know how sometimes you don't, you're like, I don't know the words of the song, and then they just then start they come. coming to you. Wait. But then that, because I wanted to get, I've got the magic in me. Got the magic in Every me. time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Can I ask you a question? If you could be a troublemaker or a Bard and Bella, which one would you want it to have been? Kind of a troublemaker. Like, they were fucking lit and they were popular and they had a hot tub. Except yeah. they all had to like revolve around Buster, Adam. Boomer. But, 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 I feel like it was really competitive. Like you couldn't get a solo because like Buster had, no, you know? It, talent rose. I feel like the Bard and Bellas, like they just needed, like I could have taken control and given myself yeah, all the it, solos because they were so chaotic. Big fish, small pond. Yeah. But it's like, I want to swim with the big fish. Yeah. Um, But back to this call her daddy thing. So the- the announcement for who was going to be this week's guest was really confusing because they intentionally tried to make it look like it was going to be Adam Levine. Yes. And then Bahati, like, so she posted this clip that was like, it was just Alex talking. We didn't see who the guest was. And she says, you know, I was, and she was really serious, like nostrils flaring. Like she was angry. And she was like, <laughs> I was, you know, a really big Maroon 5 fan. But like, how many times did you cheat on your wife? And we're like, wow, like she got Adam Levine in the hot seat. And like, he's answering for his sins. That's crazy. And then people started like poking holes being like, wait, like they didn't show the thing. And she's kind of acting like an actress. Like she wouldn't actually say that. So then people were just guessing who it was going to be. But then Bahati Prinsloo commented on that teaser being like, LOL in all caps. And it's like, well, she's talking about like your husband cheating on you. Like, is that funny? Um, and then it ends up being Adam Devine, which I feel like it's kind of like a rude promo. Like, no, I didn't get Adam Levine. I got Adam Devine. You know, yeah. it's not as good. But why did Bahati Prinsloo comment? I think to let everyone know, because I think before she commented, people really thought it was Adam Levine. So like to let everyone know, like, this is not Adam. Okay. Without having to say, like, this is not Adam. Right. But, like, she really poked the hole in... Yeah, in the... In the people who, like, really thought, thought it was him. I just found the whole thing confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. But then I, Alex posted pretty quickly afterwards that it was Adam Devine, I think because it got so confusing. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I actually really like Adam Devine. Yeah. And so he's not Adam Levine. I have to say, like, if you really are a Moon Fry fan who got confused, like... You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb and you're not okay. Who are two celebrities that like you, whether it's like the way they look or their names that you get confused? Oh, there are so many. Like Evan Rachel Wood. And Evanescence. 
No. You know, Evanescence's <laughs> name me. is Amy. Evanescence's that, name is For Amy. me, that's that's two. No, I like don't. Evan, Ra- Rachel Wood, and like Rachel Lee Cook, like three name girlies, they're the same people to me. Yeah. And I wouldn't know either of them. Like I couldn't pick either of them out of a lineup. Mm. I'm trying to think. And when I was younger, I could not tell apart Sandra Bullock and Justin, J- Julia Roberts. Yeah. No, but I've got them down pat. But there are really so many. I feel like we're the Chris's. Always, no, no, no. Don't even. I'm not going there. Okay. They we're always talking about people who are the same person. Yeah. But I guess I they're so unmemorable. Yeah. That is what it is. It is what it is. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by mm, Jenny Kane. It is. Uh, Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. With Valentine's Day around the corner, it's time to treat yourself to a Jenny Kane luxury. What's better? What's a better way to show self-love than with a much-needed home refresh? Featuring, so true. Featuring new handcrafted furniture and home decor from Jenny Kane. You can make any home your dream home with Jenny Kane's timeless and ultra-cozy pieces. From throws and pillows, beds and nightstands, Jenny Kane... Excuse me. Jenny Kane's products are always worth the investment and truly built to last forever. Find your forever decor pieces with our exclusive 15% off discount when you go to JennyKane.com and use the code TOAST. That'll give you 15% off your entire order. Whatever your budget is, you know, you can find something at Jenny Kane. Um, some of the smaller pieces like their slippers or their candles are really, really nice and like really luxurious. And then if you want to go up all the way up to their furniture, like they have really something for everyone. It's such a good brand. I feel like if your partner wants to buy you something and he's like, I don't even know where to start, just send him to Jenny Kane. Like there's nothing he could buy at Jenny Kane that you wouldn't love. It's like the throw pillows, the blankets. I have so much Jenny Kane in my house. So many candles. I have a lot of her sweaters. I have a lot of her slippers, throw blankets. Um, it's really, uh, it's really everything of the story. Like once Jenny puts her stamp of approval on something, it's everything. So the pillows and throws from linen and alpaca to super soft cashmere, these handcrafted textiles are versatile, they're durable, and they're perfect for a sofa update, a bedroom refresh, or a simple accented addition. It's one of their best-selling products, the alpaca basket weave throw. So cozy and comfortable, you definitely need one for every room in your house. In addition to the cozy decor and pieces, Jenny also has, I'm on a first name basis, it's just Jenny now. Um, Jenny Kane. Guess what? All his money can never save It could never Jenny. save Jenny. Jenny Kane has your aesthetic and high-end kitchen essentials like the Pacific dinnerware and serveware. With pieces starting at just $25, it's the easiest way to completely elevate your dining room and kitchen. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com slash home. Our listeners get that 15% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com slash home. Promo code TOAST. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bowl and Branch. Stay cozy all winter long with a set of buttery soft sheets from Bowl and Branch. You know what? I'm so glad I have a person, personal anecdote mm-hmm, to, su- to support today's ad. So the first couple of days I was here, I wasn't sleeping good. And I was like, damn, Bowl and Branch is like not the vibe. And I love Bowl and Branch. I'm always sleeping on Bowl and Branch at home here. And then I went to change my sheets and I realized you put a duvet cover on that was not Bowl and Branch. It's true. So I went into the linen closet. I found my king size Bowl and Branch duvet cover. And now I've been sleeping much better. Ben was like, there's something wrong with the sheets. He knew too. And he doesn't even notice shit like that. Damn. I'm so, sorry. I failed you. I'm not sorry because now I feel like I can give an even more emphatic and a more purpose driven Read for Bowl and Branch. It's true. It was a trick. Bowl and Branch are made with the softest 100% organic cotton you've ever felt. It's the kind of quality you'll immediately feel. 
The signature hemmed sheets from Bolin Branch are their best seller for a reason. They use the highest quality threads on earth. Their sheets are made from slow-grown organic cotton for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. They feel buttery to the touch, they're super breathable, and they're perfect for cooler and warmer months. They're loved by millions of sleepers, they're so luxurious, and they have over 10,000 rave reviews. They come in 10 versatile colors and sizes, from twin beds up to California King. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers, and they're made without toxins, pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals. They fit the deepest of mattress, they're labeled with top and bottom tags, so making your bed is no longer an Olympic sport. Make the best of bedtime with Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. Thank you, Turdy. You're welcome. Our next story, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry will be deposed in Samantha Markle's defamation case. Yikes. Meghan and Harry will be deposed in her estranged half-sister Samantha Markle's defamation case, a Florida judge ruled on Tuesday. The judge dismissed Meghan's motion to avoid testimonies, ruling that the Duchess of Sussex quote, does not show that unusual circumstances justify the requested stay or that prejudice or an undue burden will result if the court does not impose a stay. Megan does not satisfy the high standard required to stay discovery pending the resolution of a dispositive motion. Samantha had demanded that Megan and Harry be deposed in separate interviews, claiming in court documents that to date, the Duchess has not agreed to schedule one single deposition. Samantha also requested the depositions of her father, Thomas Markle, her daughter, Ashley Hale, who we are now familiar with yeah. from the documentary. I liked her. Former royal aide, Jason Knopf, and online security expert, Christopher Boozy. Yikes. Samantha is suing Megan for defamation based on, quote, demonstrably false and malicious statements made to a worldwide audience during the Oprah Winfrey interview in March oh. 2021. She accused Megan of orchestrating a campaign to, quote, defame and destroy her and Thomas's reputation and credibility. The suit alleged that Megan did so, quote, in order to preserve and promote the false rags to royalty narrative that she has fabricated about her life to the royal family and the worldwide media. Samantha further claimed that Megan told lies to destroy Samantha's reputation that have subjected her to humiliation, shame, and hatred on a worldwide scale. Okay. Well, I don't know if they were lies, but I would say she's humiliated and shamed on a worldwide scale. So I feel like, first of all, it is so hard to win a defamation case. It's borderline impossible in America. Um, and and it's, look at Johnny Depp. And it's beyond expensive. I mean, Johnny Depp like almost went broke from that whole thing. How is Samantha Markle like paying for all this? It's It's... Most people, even if you have a good case, most people will avoid litigating when it comes to defamation right. because it's such a long process. It is so expensive. Yeah, I don't know how she's paying for it, but she must really think that she has a case. And I'm right. sure that she knows that the odds are long. Not in her favor. Yeah, she's also seeking $75,000 in damages. Queen, go bigger. Like, Yeah, that's like... I mean, based... Like, let's say what she's saying is true and that the Megan interview, whatever. Based on the scale of the interview the damages would be more. Yeah, that seems like a low amount of damages. But I, like- I thought you were going to say 75 million. Right. I don't know. But she really has been smeared. She, like, no, but she has. I will say some of that is her own fault. No, no, but like if- A lot of that is her own fault. Everything that Megan said is true, then like we're, you know, we're just reacting to the truth. Right. But like if all of that is not true 
And this woman has just been like completely. But you know, when I see Samantha Markle, I'm like, oh my God, she's crazy. I, my perception of that is built on like just seeing her nonstop like doing, doing interviews. But what if it's her like trying to clear her name? I know. But what did Megan say about her? I don't even remember. To me, the Samantha Markle of it all is the least interesting thing about the whole Oprah. Like, I don't even care. Because honestly, from the second she came out, I'm like, oh my God, this bitch is crazy. Okay. So from, this is from 2022 when she filed suit. The defamatory implication is that the plaintiff had no relationship whatsoever with her sister, Megan. They were virtual strangers and that plaintiff has created a lucrative career selling false stories to tabloids and television programs. Megan did say that. When she knows nothing about the defendant's childhood. Megan did say that like, she doesn't know this woman at all. Why is she coming forward? Samantha goes on to accuse Megan of bashing their father, Thomas Markle, in an attempt to sell the world a false rags to royalty narrative of her life. Megan, quote, this uh, is from the statement. Megan falsely claimed that A, she essentially raised herself from virtual poverty. B, she was forced from the age of 13 to work in a series of low-paying jobs to make ends meet. And um, further accusing Megan of misleading the public regarding Thomas's absence from the wedding. Hmm. I mean, you know what's so great about the justice system is we will find out. Like, we'll get what, to the bottom of it. She wants a trial of, by jury. My God, she is she a lawyer? Like how I'm I'm to me the most interesting part about all this is like the back end logistics. Like how is Samantha Markle paying for a legal team? Yeah, especially a legal team that's skilled enough and big enough to go up against Harry and Meghan, who have kind of unlimited resources. Yeah, well, maybe it's not like a big bad legal team, but maybe the laws on their side are so they feel. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. I will keep up with this uh, this case. Yeah, hopefully I think it'll be it'll televised. Take a while. Hopefully it'll be televised. Oh my gosh. Probably not though. Why? For whatever reason, because things are different. Is it Florida? Is that what it said? The state it's of Florida? It's Florida, but like the same reason that, oh no, Amber and Johnny's was, was. But it was like. But that civil. was because Virginia is the, it, it based, it's based on the state, I believe. But it's like, say there's like two rand lay people who are like. Yeah, but no one's bringing a camera to televise because we don't care. if they wanted to. Yeah, no. And I actually feel like there are channels who like play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Court TV. Yeah, like. To irrelevance that it exists. Yeah. That's how like, you know, when we get, get documentaries, there's always footage and maybe it wasn't airing at the time or people didn't care, but there's like a catalog of footage. Got it. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? <gasps> Bruno, it's the fifth and final. Are you excited? He's excited because that means when we're done, you could have scratchies. Oh, Bruno lives for scratchies. I think Theo's not turned towards me. He would see, see oh, that he as would such plots. a Oh, wow. Okay. I oh, he scratchies. said the scratchies were not up to the caliber that I desired. Okay, bye. Great. I got my chair back. What's the story, girly? Stassi Baby. Oh, yeah. Is going Instagram official with her man's Jaden Hostler. Jaden Hostler and Stassi Baby are Instagram official. After weeks of teasing their relationship, the couple shared their love to the grid over the weekend. He, 21, posted a gallery of selfies. How old is she? 25. Posted a gallery of selfies of him and his girlfriend on Saturday getting cuddly in the sparewell. In the pics, the singer-songwriter and Baby post side Baby? By, no, it's like her actual last yeah. name, but she's Sassy Baby to yeah. me. Post side by side, him in a tight gray shirt and black pants and... Stassi in a tight black bodysuit. So this is interesting. So for those who don't know, I feel like you probably don't know who Jaden Hostler is. I don't know is. who Jaden Hostler is and why the, the People Magazine article is actually leading with Jaden Hostler because the headline is Jaden and Stassi. So Jaden is a major TikToker. He's from like the OG Hype House days. Like he's part mm-hmm. of like the Addison, Charlie, Bryce crew. He was one of those guys. Bryce? Yeah, Bryce Hall. And what about Strice? No, Strice wasn't in the Hype House. Um, he's Yikes. one of like the OGs. He was dating this girl 
Maddie. And they were like the couple of the house, yada, yada. And then this other couple, Jaden, I feel like we spoke about them a lot. Jaden and Nessa, remember? Nessa. Oh, Nessa. So they were like these two couples. And then it turned out that Nessa and Jaden from the two couples started dating. Affair? Um, it wasn't clear. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't totally kosher, you know? Is but these ever? kids are, are 17. Mm. So then Jaden and Nessa started dating and everyone was like, not okay. But then it turned out like they were like OTP. They were, they're both singers. They're both like, like really emo, like, and you know, it was, it was good. And then they broke up and it was like so confusing. Um, now I guess he's dating Stasi. Maybe. I know way too much about these kids, but I'm spending all my time on TikTok. I might as well like provide something of value here at the toast. And now he gets he's dating Stasi. Yeah. Which is definitely like, you know, good for him. Yeah. Like older woman. New circle. New circle. She's gorgeous. I kind of love this for him. Yeah. For him. I don't know if I love it for her. Yeah. I feel like Stas. Not I. Stas hasn't had like, like a big relationship. Like to, cause Stasi's like, ever, like we know her, but a lot of people, like, she's just Kylie's friend, whatever. But she's like a businesswoman and she's kind of like her own celebrity now. Mm-hmm. And I think the next thing she really needs is like a major relationship. Well, maybe this will be good for her, like with the youngins. Yeah. And that, like, oh, Jaden's, who's Jaden's girlfriend? Right. And they'll like go and find her. But no, this can't be our final destination. She for needs Stas. an A list. Honestly, I might add her to the list, even though I know she's not single currently. But like, I know, she's she, the list. She will be soon, and she's good for the list. She's really eligible. She runs in fabulous circles. She's gorgeous, and she could like handle like a, a really successful man. Man, because like you see how she is with Kylie. Yeah, she's comfortable. Yeah, is there anyone on the list who we think would be good for her? Um, let me pull up my list because it's been a while. Okay, here we go. Stassi, baby, Chris Evans. Mm, no. I think he's like dating someone, but he's always dating like someone. Like a normie. Sean Mendez. I don't see it, but. I don't see it, but I. It's this like, guy kind of looks like Sean Mendez. It's also a good age. This guy looks like Jaden. Something like Sean Mendez. Like that's what she needs. She needs something like. Yeah. Harry Styles. Yes. I, I always forget Harry's single now. Yeah. Um, Drop a comment. Who do you think Stassi Baby should date? Well, you know, she dated Tyler Cameron for like a day. Remember that? No. Yeah. Yeah, they were like rumored for like oh, a minute. Okay. And every once in a while, she'll be linked or like a picture, a cute picture will emerge of her and Rob. Obsessed. Uh, which obsessed. I'm obsessed with. Remember they were like leaving the club, like yes. meeting each other, but yes. I don't think they were hooking up. They were just like being, being friendly. Fr- family friends. And like maybe, you know, helping each other walk right. sort of thing, which I'm obsessed with. I'm obs- We need, you know what we need and in 2023? Kylie and Stas could be sisters. Well, I think we're all kind of in agreement. There's, we're kind of going through like a very stale Kardashian era. Like nothing yeah. they're doing is like really giving. I, I think it's on Rob to save the family. So I think now is really what we need is a Rob comeback. I think that is one of very few things that could really catapult them back to like their pre-2022 success. And I think, honestly... It's, he needs to, like, it's his turn to see, like, everyone to, has done their to part. To step up. He slacked for years, but he still, like, enjoys the fruits. No, but the thing is with Rob, and I think why everyone's okay with him, like, not. I know, he's, like. He can't handle it. Like, the fame, and and I think he struggled with addiction. Like, no, I know. They, 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 they're okay with it because it protects them. I think where they feel, like, annoyed with Courtney is different because, like, Courtney really enjoys all the fruits Courtney's of everything. holding up her end. She is, by currently. the way, Cor- Courtney's actually really not bothering me no like she's I just in her happy place in the q scores like she's scoring high right now i agree and like i think what her and travis's relationship like is great for the family and they need a similar relationship 
like to bring to revive yeah now we're saying it could be raw but it won't be let's like i know and that's what's best for his mental health so like i'll i'll allow it you'll allow it um it could be kendall yeah it won't be it should be chloe it could be chloe it can't really be kim no we like i think she already did that the thing she like she brought the family back with kanye yeah and so like you can't do it twice remember when there were rumors like brad pitt was dating like Courtney, Courtney or Chloe, like Obsessed. I liked that ter- that time. Obsessed. That's kind of what the family needs. Yeah, they need to go big. Yeah, like Chloe. something they have to. I, I'm sure they're working on something. I think they know they're kind of in their flop era, and I'm curious what they have in the works. Chloe and Elon obsessed like something like that like fucking crazy something crazy that like they could bring in like that's why i was seeing brad pitt like someone who's larger than life who we don't really get access to but like bring him in like we see him in videos and like maybe on the show in the corner like for them to humanize someone you know yeah that's like their trademark thing yeah i love that or like kendall and harry styles yeah that's what everyone it's so obvious honestly i'm not i don't really ship it no, I ship. Like, you could find me shipping. No, you find me on the ship with me and Harry. But I also like don't really think that they're a good match, the right match. So I'm not gonna like get. Like I'm not like sitting here waiting for them to get back together. But like if that's what they chose, like no, oh, I'd be here. You know, I'm sure I would enjoy the photos. And Kylie's like kind of single now too. Yes, they kind of all are except for Courtney. Yeah, they need to like they need to go on grouper. Stop. And like they need to get four. A-listers. A-list, like, friends. Mm-hmm. And they need to go on a group date. Yeah, who's, like, a crew of, like, eligible A-list, A-listers? Like, who's Brad Pitt's friends with that's single? I don't, like, this wouldn't work because they're all married, but, like, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that. A grouper. Or what about, like, the Wahlbergs? What are they doing? Married? No, and they're much older. Like, they need an older Donnie's man. married. Mark is married. They're all married. Fine. Um, they need a family. The Gronkowskis. He has like Kelsey's. a bunch of brothers. <gasps> but Jason's married. very married. Yeah. Travis is not. Travis is not. But they need to stay away from athletes. True. It's it's a tawdry, tawdry space. Okay, let me just think of a couple more famous siblings and then we can move on. Or even like a boy band. Yeah. Or a man band, sorry. Like bands are like not a thing, yeah. A man band. Like Chris Martin is not. Like Mumford. He's married to Carrie Mulligan. Rats. I know. Everyone's kind of taken. It's coming season. You know, Turdy, let's go. Let's direct our efforts to Nashville. Yeah. But the thing with Nashville, like country boys, they're all wiped up. Yeah. Like it's a part of their culture, you know? Yeah. Buy dirt. Find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love and call it work. And throw a little money in the plate at church. Send your prayers up and your roots down deep. Add a few links to your family tree. Watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard. All grow up as the truth. Yeah, they all sing about like faith and family. They're not saying all goes by real quick. You can't buy happiness. But you can buy dirt. Obsessed. And that's really, like, I feel like the Kardashians would hear that. It would be like, true, yeah. true, true, and true. Yeah, they kind of have, like, country family values. <laughs> they do. Are they, like, cowgirls? <laughs> they all say, like, they want to give it all up and move to the farm. Right, right. And they all say it. Right. <laughs> Kylie needs a cowboy. Kylie needs a cowboy. <laughs> Kylie needs a cowboy. <laughs> and there are some eligible younger Nashvillians. Yeah. Kylie and Brad Eldridge. Kylie and Morgan Wallen that's it that's the one that's the one 
Oh my God, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so those are the fast five. You certainly did not need to know them, but we had a good time. I had a, like Kylie Morgan Wallen is going to get me through my darkest days. Yeah. Obsessed. A blast. Obsessed. But the show's not over because it's Wednesday and we have three toasters in desperate need of our help. And our first oh, tier okay. toasters is a girl having trouble with her wenchy boss. And the boss is, is giving wench-like behavior. Um, so again, every Wednesday is our advice segment. It's called Dear Toasters. And if you ever want to write in, of course, your submission is always anonymous. Email deartoasters at gmail.com. And we will do our best to get your submission read on air. If we have read your submission on air, fucking send us an update, okay? It's unacceptable. I scoured that stupid email account for hours yesterday looking for an update for someone. Why didn't you just search update? I did. Okay. So why did it take you hours? Because there was only a couple emails that said update. And they were all like, I promise I'll update. Okay, Wench doubting me. So then I had to just go through by hand to see if anybody replied to themselves. Wench doubted you. You're right. Hey, Jackson Claude. How you doing? I'm a Gen Z toaster here. Oh, did you find us on TikTok? Oh, am I your big sis? Um, I'm in need of some advice about my new boss. I work at my college's gym as a spin instructor, and I just got a new boss at the beginning of the semester. She is wacky, to say the least. Within one day of meeting me, she asked me for a ride home and then made me come inside her house and handed me her dog's dog leash so I could walk her dog. Within the one week that I have known her, she has told me that I have a personality that is too big and needs to be reined in. She referred to me as her dog's boyfriend and asked me to drive her two hours to the airport. The most recent offense was that when discussing an inappropriate client who made a comment about my body, she turned around and said, well, yeah, you're robust, but who cares? Am I being too sensitive or does this lady have no boundaries? What do I do? Do I just ignore it? I love my job and I don't want to quit, so please help. Oh my God. So either like, you obviously, like, next time she asks you for a ride, no. Sorry, yeah. no, you don't owe her a ride. If like, you keep doing it, like, you get into the habit of her thinking it's acceptable. Yeah, no, you don't, you can say no to all of those extra, it's not like she's asking you to do things, like, in the workplace. Like, right. no, no, I no, won't walk your no. dog. And, I like, won't. you're a college student. Like, you have classes, you have t- exams, you have homework. You like, have a million excuses. Like, I'm sorry, I have study groups. So stop doing all those extra things for her. But in terms of, like, that comment. That's and, like, unacceptable. That's, Especially you work at a gym, like, fuck so off. if it, like, really made you uncomfortable, like, you should maybe tell someone higher up. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you to lose your job either. That's like a great gig for it a college is. student and she shouldn't ruin it for you so either if you can't like ignore her and like just tuck her away and just be like okay irrelevant ugly bye um report it yeah but you can't really like report giving her a ride because it's like well you don't have to give her no, a ride you can report the body comment and it's always important just to at least start a file like if you're having trouble with someone at work like if you come to them at the end of the year be like, she did all this consistently be reporting it and you know yeah. what like you didn't do anything wrong so i wouldn't worry about you getting fired report it all the things that you can say no to, say no to. Um, and just keep a record, you know? Yeah. That's what they say. Keep a record. Yeah. For, and also just like stay the fuck away from her so she doesn't think like, oh, I need someone to help me today. Let me call that girl. Yeah. Like you want her to think like, no, you're, you're, oh, you're not easy. You're that girl who's never around. Yeah. You're that girl who's got so much going on. Yeah. Because she's so fabulous. Dates, trips to the Cape. Trips to the Cape. Clam bakes. Clam bakes. Her mm-hmm. social events calendar is so booked. I'll ask someone else to drive me to the airport. Maybe I'll call a taxi. Maybe. Maybe. Make yourself completely unavailable in anything that isn't work-related. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. Hey there, girly girls. Love you guys so much. I'm in need of some help. I recently got engaged to a total pee this past Christmas. However, I don't love my engagement ring. 
For reference, it's white gold, which looks silver. And I'm a gold girly through and through. I have no idea why he picked something other than gold since it's all I wear in jewelry. Like I don't own a silver piece at all. I am contemplating getting it gold plated because this white gold just isn't me and I'm not in love with it. It actually bugs me that he did this because it's like he hasn't been paying attention or hadn't picked up that I'm a gold jewelry wearer and we've been together for seven years. Please, what do I do? Am I being such a bitch or am I justified in wanting to make this ring perfect since I'm the one looking at it every day? I love the cut and everything else. It's strictly just the color. Okay, that's really great that you love the cut and everything else because we can work with this the cheapest thing I think to change is the color of your band yeah and I wouldn't be offended that like he didn't know that you wear gold jewelry Same. like if you listen to yesterday's Patreon episode like they, they don't, don't know they don't know anything like a man wouldn't notice like a rock flying at his head until mm-hmm. it was too late he's certainly not noticing if I asked Ben but the only thing is like typically when someone gets an engagement ring like they do ask, ask around, around. Ask so around. Like, but I also kind of like a man taking initiative. I so saw this beautiful true. ring and it reminded so me, me of you. So Unfortunately, it wasn't the right choice. So but I do like that he made a choice. No, and I feel like you can tell him, just be like, by the way, like I'm thinking about um, just having the, the ring gold plated. Reset, that's okay. reset. Reset. And by the way, if he's like angry, like that's a red flag, like chill. Um, so I feel like it's like kind of a good test, you know? Yeah, you could also like take the original band because it might have like some meaning and like repurpose it and just make it into like a wedding band that you wear on your other yes. hand. Mixing like gold and it's white cool. gold is cool. So I feel like you could wait, find a way to work that in. But if you take the initiative of like, I'm just going to switch out the band. I love the ring. Um, I love you. Yeah. Like, and it, it, you'll pay for it. Like, I think that that's okay. I think that that's okay too. And it might hurt him a little bit. Like if, you know, he... I don't know. It's been, it's been like three months. She got engaged on Christmas, like two months. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like on the one hand, it's like, sounds beautiful. Like, can't you just learn to love it? I know, but it's like, on the other hand, it's like, you gotta look at it every day. And And it's like a reflection of you. Like, I feel like an engagement ring is really like the person in a ring. Yeah. And if it's not you, it's, it's not you. I have to imagine like if he went through all the trouble of like getting it and spending the money on it, he would want you to be happy Yeah. And it's like, it's meant to be a gift. Like it's, you're not wearing it to make him happy. So fucking true. So it's meant to be a gift. So, like, make the gift what you want it to be. Yeah. I just and think if, if you're the one who's going to go through all the hoops and pay for it. Right. I, I really think that you can do what you want. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. It's not like right. you want to return the whole ring. You don't like the stone or anything. So, that's what I was going to say. Like, the, the detail that you want changed is, like, probably the least big of deal. Mm-hmm. So, it's really okay. But just be open. Be honest. Yeah. No one ever regretted telling the truth. Is that the truth? No. I've definitely regretted There's a part the of me that's, like... If you just changed it and didn't tell him, what do you know? know? What do you know? But if, oh, I mean, sorry, I got my ring reset. I did not like the setting. When did you do it? I think maybe before I even got married, like really? during the engagement. Yeah, I'm sure, positive. You, like, don't remember. True, um, but I did get a reset. I don't even know if I told Ben. What I paid for it do? myself. It was the band was just really thick, and I wanted like a really thin one. Yeah. So I, I like all the diamonds in the band are the same diamonds. I just got a new platinum band. Yeah. It was just too heavy. Yeah. I think that that's fine then. And it's crazy how resetting your ring like changes the ring entirely. Uh-huh. It's like, it, it wasn't cheap, but it's much better than like getting a new diamond. Um, and it's a really kind of low cost, relatively low cost way of giving your ring new life. Yeah, a new ring. I remember when I got it, I was like, oh my God, I, I opened it. I was like, my friend Anna did. I'm like, you sent me the wrong ring. I, I didn't even notice it. Didn't recognize her. I didn't recognize my own ring. So that's exciting. You have something, you're getting a new piece of jewelry. Like it really looks so different. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. All right, third and final, dear toasters. 
Hey, Jackson Claude, I'm a longtime toaster and breather. Did you see the Scott Rogowski episode? And I don't know what I would do if I couldn't listen to you queens every day. Thank you. All right, let me get into it. I'm going on vacation with my boyfriend's family in a couple months. We've been dating for about two years. I love him dearly, and I love his family too. I'm so I'm so grateful and excited that they invited me to join them on their family trip. Coincidentally, my aunt lives right near where we'll be staying. I haven't seen her in about a year, and I thought it would be fun to see her while we're there. But when I brought it up to my boyfriend to see if a visit with her might fit into the schedule of our trip, he acted kind of offended about it. While he didn't outright say no, he basically told me that it would be inappropriate and rude towards his parents who are bringing me on their trip with them. Am I delusional slash out of line and thinking it would be okay to go see my aunt? My boyfriend is normally very chill and easygoing about things, so I was surprised by this reaction. I don't want to offend his parents or his family, but I also would feel bad if I was there and never attempted to see my aunt. Help. What should I do? I see both sides. I kind of do too, but like at the end of the day, like it's fucking crazy to like be staying down the street from your aunt and not go see her. Now it's different if like you want your aunt to come to dinner with everyone. No, no. but if you want to sit down and go see your aunt, you're totally fine in doing that. You definitely have to be... um, cautious because like you don't it's like their family families get weird and territorial so like you it's their family trip you can't be inserting your family into their family no. but if you say like oh everyone's going for a walk I'm just gonna go run and see my aunt for an hour Jason you want to come yeah that wouldn't offend me but I could s- see a little bit where her boyfriend's coming from and it's like we didn't bring you here to go see your aunt but no, it's also like you're not a prisoner like no, and like it's kind of crazy like if you don't live near someone who's your family and you literally happen to be staying five minutes away from them. It's that's rude not to go see them. Yeah. But you could say like, I'm here with my boyfriend's family and they, they have this itinerary. I just want to tell you, no, like I'm in town. If, and if I have time, like I'll come see you. And then, but also I'm sorry, that's like, that's, that's vacation with Hitler. Like that's insane. (laughs) I agree a little bit, but I, I do understand a little bit where he's coming from. Not saying that I agree with him. And also if it were me and like Zach had some, we were on a family trip and like he wants to go visit with someone for a few hours in the day, I'd be like, oh my God, amazing, go. No, same. And I, I imagine I'm thinking like if these were my in-laws, like my in-laws would invite them over to sleep over. Like, yeah. but people are different. And it's like, we didn't, and if, also if they're like paying for you, it's like, we didn't pay for your trip to go see your aunt. You know, this isn't like but your family like, sponsored. Why are you so controlling? No, why are you so crazy? <laughs> no, honestly, I, I'm on your side here. Like, I, I think you can see your aunt. Like, I get family mixing but, is weird. But like, but no, it's not mixing. It's going to be an outing and she's going to go alone. So it's not mixing. The boyfriend's not going to come? That's no. not rude. He doesn't need to come. Take him. And also like, he's already being a freak. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't invite, like, don't make him come. It's not mixing. But- I think you need to find like the right, it's, you have to, it's By a way, delicate line, but also it's like, it's just, it is weird. No, but the thing is the boyfriend probably hasn't told his parents about it yet. And it's entirely possible. The parents will be like, oh my God, of course, go see your aunt. Like they understand family. No, or he's like reacting on behalf. The way he thinks they're going to react. Yeah. Right. Like, keep her locked up. But you know what? She <laughs> said, she got engaged with her boyfriend. No, there's boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay, but like, you know, families do have to start mixing when you get married and stuff like that. And like, you know what? Like you should set- Stop with the mixing. No, but I'm saying like you should set, if you let them steamroll over you on this, like you're setting a, pr- a precedent. Like go see your fucking aunt. Yeah, but that's not about mixing. No, but that's I'm saying- you being independent, which this is this aunt will probably meet this family if they get married. Agree, but like if they don't get married, like why do we meet your aunt? I don't need mm. them to meet mm. the aunt, okay? No, I don't need them. I'm not saying them. You're, de- you're desperate for them. my plate. You're desperate for them to mix. No, I'm not. I'm just saying they will. If you get engaged, like your families will mix. Of course, mix. and when you get engaged. But if I'm the boyfriend, I'm saying. 
No, but what you do in your relationship sets precedent for, for your life. Which is why I think you need to assert your independence, but not the Go. mixing of the ant. I didn't say mix. You said mix so many times in this conversation. I literally didn't say it. I didn't say that these families are going to mix all the vacation. I didn't fucking say that, okay? You did. You said mixing can be weird, but it has to be I did. I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. But mixing. why do we need to talk about mixing? Because these people might get married. But mixing is not what this is about. It's about you asserting your independence on a family trip. Okay, whatever you say, toxic future mother-in-law, okay? That is true, but I don't, I don't even know, like, if Harry's girlfriend wanted mm-hmm. to go, you guys are going to the Florida yeah, Keys. Yeah, but I'm the type that's like, go, goodbye. Yeah, please get out of my space. Like, like absence makes our girlfriend, I'll miss you. Yeah. And then I can't wait for you to come back. Like, yeah. I think, like, time spent, like, that's always good when someone has, like, oh, I like this to do this today, and I'm gonna go What if this. she wanted to take Harry? And you're on family vacation. And they're not engaged. And he's going to go meet some rogue aunt. I don't think so. <laughs> Harry think stays so. with his mommy. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. <laughs> it depends. It depends a million things. Yeah, like, are we, is One, this a really short vacation? We don't have a lot of time. Where are we on vacation? Where, how, really, how far does the aunt live? Is this what is she missing out on? Is this somewhere that's like a remote place that it's like, oh my God, it's so crazy that I'm down the street from this aunt? Or it's like somewhere you could go anytime. We're going yeah. down the shore. It's circumstantial. It's circumstantial, really. Uh, but ultimately, like, he can go wherever the fuck he wants. No, and ultimately, like, man. he's going to mix families <laughs> with that girl one day. But not today. No. Um, go see your aunt. You go see your aunt for sure. If your boyfriend doesn't want to come, like, bye. Who cares? Literally, who cares? You want to see your aunt. Yeah. You weren't like, I really want my aunt to meet my boyfriend. You have free will, girly. Don't forget that. Was that only two? No, that was three. That was three. Robust. Ring. Right. Oh. This one. Get auntie. Hope we were able to solve some of your, you know, titillating but prompts. If Harry was on a trip with his girlfriend and you were down the street. You bet you get your ass over there. You don't go to Claudia's town without seeing Antiquoia. It's true. See, now, now you see it. So if it's an Antiquoia type of anti. Right. How important is this anti? Because there are degrees uh, of anti. So true. And I think it's important for you to let us know what degree of anti this is. And First degree. I think it's also important for you to send us an update if we've read your prompt on air recently today or in past weeks. Deartoasters at gmail.com. Just write update in the subject line so I can have an easy time finding it. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Thank you to everyone who made this 999th episode. So special. So, so great. It took us 999 episodes to realize that Kylie and Morgan Wallen need to be together. Kylie Wallen. And that's why we do what we do. And we will never stop. Never. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible hump day. And we'll see you tomorrow for our thousandth episode.